Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Level Up, where we discuss the most current and relevant best practices, new technologies, and staffing resources to truly level up your pharmacy career and your practice. And now, get ready to level up. Hashim, welcome to Level Up. I think this is episode number 11. We are just in the double digit stage. So I'm excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I have heard such great things about you from our content development team, and it's an honor to finally get the opportunity to speak with you. Do you mind sharing a little bit about, you know, your background, where you, where you're from, what you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Graduated from pharmacy school in 1999 and um, moved to Milwaukee worked for the big chains for about uh, 12 years. And then back in 2011, left them. And we started Hyatt Pharmacy here in Milwaukee, um, basically in the inner city of Milwaukee. And um, it was a successful pharmacy, got busy, and we started expanding. And today we have um, about 20 locations in Milwaukee, around Milwaukee. 20 locations in one city? In one city, in one city and the suburbs. Okay, the burbs. Okay, uh-huh. wow, that's impressive. It is. We have, uh, we we it. Some of it was actually acquisition. Okay. So we've acquired some other pharmacies, and some of it were uh, some of them were startups where we just started them from scratch. Got it. Wow. And did you the first pharmacy that you opened was from scratch, boot, bootstrapped? Yeah, that on was your the own? first. The first one was the the riskiest one because um, my knowledge about uh, owning a pharmacy was very little, yeah. and uh, um, we were lucky because we we started in a in a inside a clinic that was busy with mm-hmm. about uh, twenty exam rooms, and uh, it was an it's an independent clinic, and they were they were seeing a lot of patients, and those patients really liked to stay with us because. In Milwaukee, the weather is not nice. If it's <laughs> too, if it's very cold outside, the last thing you want to do is to go somewhere else and get your prescriptions somewhere filled somewhere else. So a lot of people waited for their prescriptions and got them right away. So the vicin- you're talking about the vicinity of the locations helped too. Oh, absolutely. We were inside the clinic, so uh, people would finish seeing their or patients would finish seeing their doctor, and then they would go into the waiting room, and their prescription would be ready in about 15, 20 minutes. So what are the types of patients you typically see, like the demographics and who who do you attract in your pharmacies typically? Most of the time, the patients who um, want the additional services. Mm-hmm. So uh, the person who's maybe has a disability and they want the uh, home delivery or uh, somebody who's on 10 different medications and they want the bubble packing. Um, or somebody who's who, who like needs the vaccination at home service, which we offer, mm-hmm. or if if they need if they need that additional help, for example, a medication like Ozempic, for example, yeah, uh, a lot of uh, most for most people they can just uh, get it and start administering it themselves. But there, the people we take care of sometimes they 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 need that extra help, so they come to us once a week and we administer to them. So. Those are the people that we like to take care of the most. And and those are the ones who need the services the most. So this recording is going to be really focused on hearing aids. And we're going to get into the weeds of that because this is such a fascinating new topic, but I'm so interested in you because you spearheaded 
any this whole company, this whole business plan. So, you know, in your experience, can you share with me just your your journey of opening up one pharmacy to then opening up 20? What does that look like? And how how did you do that? <laughs> give us the uh, give us the secret sauce. Ma- ma- making a lot of mistakes and learning from them is part of the journey. Uh, also networking with people who've done it before. And um, for example, at NCPA, National Community Pharmacist Association, you get to meet a lot of smart people and um, a lot of people who've done certain things and then they will guide you. Um, so definitely, definitely a lot of networking and 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 asking questions and, and, and attending training. For example, I've, I've been to uh, training for, uh, for example, how to open a pharmacy, a training for how to uh, be successful in a long-term care pharmacy business. Um, and I mean, you're never smart enough to know everything. Sure. So there's always that extra thing that you can learn about and those new ideas. Uh, and of course, COVID hit and we had to learn a lot of things mm-hmm. right away quickly uh, and almost on the spot. So with when it comes to uh, point of care testing, when it comes to the vaccines, handling the vaccines, all of that, I mean, just came. So it's, the last three years have actually opened a lot more doors for us as independent pharmacists. Oh, I love hearing that. Talk, oh, talk. definitely. Okay. So where was the big transition for you, you know, especially owning all these storefronts? What has been the biggest transition maybe from dispensing role to then cash-based services or beyond the dispensing role? What did that look like for you in your experience? Uh, It's a step-by-step. It wasn't something that happened overnight. For example, in 2012, it was the first year Wisconsin Medicaid uh, ever started paying and reimbursing pharmacists for the MTM services, medication therapy management. Um, and that was a new thing for us. It was uh, to, trying to call somebody and tell them, hey, would you like <laughs> to come and, and spend 15 minutes with a, with a pharmacist so we can go over your medications? Uh, a lot of patients did not know what that meant. Um, but it was it was a beginning. And now it's, it's part of our daily culture, doing mm-hmm. a c- CMRs and... Uh, and and also following up an adherence and tips and uh, and how the Medicare Part D plans are now making it part of the reimbursement. Hey, if if you're not doing some of those clinical services, we're going to reimburse you less. Right. So it's 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 changed significantly uh, compared to when when I started. I mean, when I graduated from a pharmacy school, we didn't even have the acronym MTM. Right. Uh, I, I I mean, I graduated in 1999. That wasn't part of our vocabulary. Yeah. But now it's it's part of uh, everyday life in the pharmacy. For sure. I, yeah, yeah. That's it's it's just a huge transition for some pharmacists to kind of wrap their head around yeah. venturing down new paths. So the new path for pharmacy, as far as I'm concerned, there was some press releases even pushed out this past weekend uh, from national pharmacy organizations about hearing aids and the opportunity for pharmacists and pharmacies to participate in this transaction or this need. So while we can sit here and talk about other cash-based services or other opportunities for pharmacists to venture down, I just, I'm really curious about your experience in the hearing aid 
expertise. I, I don't even know. This is really my first time yeah. <laughs> talking about it. So for me personally, this is a very innovative, exciting new opportunity for us. I mean, at, at the beginning, when you first hear about it, you're just, you get nervous. You're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm like, am I, I saying this right? <laughs> yeah. I, you get nervous. Oh my gosh. Am, am I going to learn how to test somebody? And is it, is the machine going to be very complex and hard to use? And, uh, and then how about training the people, cleaning right. those uh, hearing aids, all of that. Um, and that's, again, just like I mentioned earlier with the networking, uh, when this new idea started coming up a couple of years ago, we I started asking people who've done it and how successful they have been and what's the return on investment. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the people who've done it, who had done it before me, encouraged me to actually get into this business. Do you know where this, need or where this stemmed from because honestly before talking to you before interacting with our OTC hearing aid course this was really the first time for me that I've heard about hearing aids even coming close to the scope of pharmacy practice so do you know where this stemmed from the need I think yeah. anytime anytime that uh, we start a new program in the pharmacy uh, two things have to happen. First, there has to be a need for it. And then it has to make sense financially in order to make right. it a long-term project. So uh, so there, there's definitely a need because yes, some people go to the, the doctor and get the, the the testing and get the prescription, but some, some for some people, it's not covered by their insurance anyways. And if they if they get it over the counter at the pharmacy, it's less expensive and also easier because you don't have to make the appointment and go through all the tests. So uh, I think that there, the fact that we are convenient, mm -hmm. the fact that we are the most accessible healthcare providers is what's making this uh, nice for, for sure. some people. Okay. So where, how does this start? I mean, someone comes in a patient and they tell you that they have how do you identify these patients? Do they share with you this information or how, what's the screening look like? Well, we, they initially mention it to us, uh, for most of them, they mention it to us when they're picking up their prescriptions. Uh, they heard about it maybe on our social media Got or it. they saw, or maybe they saw the poster. Uh, and we're working now with the manufacturer to create more marketing material, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. bag stuffers and things like that. So they come and ask us, and then uh, if, if they're interested, we'll have them uh, spend time with our pharmacy technician, Sarah. And Sarah does the test. The test is very easy, extremely easy. It takes only a few minutes. And then she'll show them the different options. Uh, there's the inexpensive hearing aids that you can get for $250. And there's the fanciest mm -hmm. top of the line that you can get for $1,700. So it's really going to be up to the uh, patient, how much they want to spend and, and how fancy they want to go with the technology, with the chargeable versus non-chargeable, all these different options. Is Sarah, is your technician, did she go through some type of training to yes. be able, oh, okay. So what did that training look like? She, she went to, through the, uh, with the training with the vendor, the manufacturer okay. of those, uh, hearing aids. Um, and they, they trained her. It, it really, again, it's really not as complicated as I thought. Yeah, uh, I know. Why am I thinking this is so complex, but reality is. 
I, I mean, we're used to the old, maybe maybe we've seen the old uh, hearing testing um, uh, machines where you have right. to press a button and listen. And yeah, now it's, it's a lot easier. Well, it's, uh, I mean, this resonates with me because I, I mean, I have young kids and I just took them to the pediatrician and they went through a hearing test with the medical assistant. So I'm wondering, is that the same or is it different? It's a different technology. Okay. Uh, but it's it's accurate and it's fast, faster. Got it. So you get the result um, within a few minutes. Got it. Okay. So cool. So you alluded to the marketing materials, but what is the process like for you guys? I mean, are you selling these on a daily basis? What does it look like for kind of the the cycle of a patient to to get the hearing aid actually in their hands? Uh, I I wouldn't say daily, but maybe weekly. So we uh, we get requests for them, people asking, and and then they do the test with Sarah. Uh, and there are certain people with like severe mm-hmm. hearing loss, and and we refer those back to the doctors. So uh, there are people who are not candidates for um, OTC hearing aids, but for the mild to moderate, they they'll benefit immediately. Mm-hmm. I I mean I I had a lady who came to me. Uh, after she purchased the hearing aids from Sarah uh, a month later. And she's like, I just want to tell you something. I know you're the pharmacy owner. I just want to tell you it was the best thing ever. Aww, it, changed, it, changed, it changed my life and wow. it was easy. And, um, and, and she's, I mean, for her, it was in more, um, more affordable than buying the other ones that are not OTC. So she okay. was happy. She was happy with that. I mean, she spent she spent about a thousand dollar on one of the uh, uh, hearing aids. Um, those are the fancy schmancy ones mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. connect to. I know, Blue- so that's expensive. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, that connects to the Bluetooth, and you can modify it, and has so many features. Um, but like I said, there are people who go on the less expensive part, that like two hundred and fifty to five hundred. But some people, some people are willing to uh, get the ones with more features and the ones that are uh, rechargeable and uh, the ones that you can control from your iPhone. So people is like there that. is there multiple vendors or is there really just one vendor in this space? There there are multiple vendors. The the ones the one we use is Lucid, but uh, there are multiple vendors in this market. And they have the different brands incorporated into the one space yes. or they have different price price pricing points the price the price points are very similar but i think they may be different technology okay uh, but they're they all i mean they all came into the market almost at the same time got it do do you bill for these services or what is the what is your back end operations look like for this process we we don't um this is a cash only business just like just like for example during the pandemic there were uh there were people who did the free pcr test and mm-hmm. they would wait for it for a day or two and then there were people who were who were just like i'll pay for it but i want the result immediately and then sure. we had we had our own pcr machine in the back so um so yes, there are there are uh, people who want the to to wait, and there were people who said no, I'll pay, 
and it was cash only business. So this is similar to the other business, the cash only business. Got it. That's amazing. So tell us about the benefits. Like has this benefit? I mean, obviously you gave us that, that story of the woman coming in saying this is the best thing that she's ever done. So that's a great uh, testimonial right there, but what other benefits have you seen for the pharmacy in general? I think our image as independent pharmacists has changed where we're not just filling prescriptions. We are right. offering other services um, and whether it it comes with, with a point of care testing uh, when or uh, we're doing also for uh, obviously with the COVID, with the vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just another thing that we can offer and uh, which does not require extensive training and it's convenient. Patients can walk in and then get their hearing aids this, the same day. Um, and there are a lot of people like that convenience and a lot of people are willing to pay for that convenience. They they don't want to go through the whole process. Yeah, uh, healthcare is complicated. I mean, extremely. If, you can, if you can simplify one thing and, and then that bleeds into many things to be simplified for the patient. Yeah, extremely, that's, extremely. I mean, people, people have time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, when Wisconsin Medicaid more, a lot of the OTC products are covered by Wisconsin hmm. Medicaid, but in order for somebody to get them covered, they have to go see their primary right. care physician, urgent care, get a prescription, prescription gets sent to the pharmacy, pharmacy right. fills it. And then, so, so a lot of people say, ah, that's okay, I'll just buy it over the counter. Same concept, it's convenience. It's uh, it's the ease and, and access, um, the, the easy access to the service. It's a lot easier to come and say, hey, I'd like to uh, test with Sarah and get a, get tested right away versus going through the whole complicated healthcare system. Yeah, I, I totally agree. In your experience and in, in talking to your colleagues in your network, what has been some of the biggest areas that are holding people back from venturing down this, for example, this just one hearing aid cash-based type of service? Change, people, yeah. people are always scared of change. People are scared of the additional training. Uh, people are uh, always worried about the return on investment. Um, because in the independent pharmacy, and if, if you if you ever go to one of those big conventions, whether it's IdeaShare or um, NCPA, uh, there are oh, there are lots of great ideas. I mean, you you mm-hmm. walk out of the trade show and you're like, I want to do this, do this, do this <laughs> for sure. And um, the, the the challenging part is finding the right service that's going to give you a good return on investment. Yeah, from a business model, sure. From a business model, yes. So yeah. it has to be it has to be good for the patient and good for the business. Exactly. Amen. Isn't that with isn't that true with everything though? It's always needs to be a win-win. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I mean, one one of the reasons we've been successful at COVID vaccination is because there was the money invested in it. The, the yeah. government said, hey, we're willing to pay uh, more for the COVID vaccine administration versus the flu va- flu administra- vaccination because we want people to get vaccinated and right. how we as a nation became successful at it. Well, yeah, and it was a national pandemic. So international all over the world, you know, it was, it was a absolutely. big need at the moment. Oh, absolutely. So okay. capitalizing on the need and also taking advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, but... Uh, as a nation, we're we're also getting older. Like uh, the so the older 
the person is, the more likely he or she is going to need a hearing aid. Mm -hmm. uh, so it it becomes hey, just like a lot of people when they get older, they need their metformin, their lisinopril, their pravastatin, and honestly, at some point, they're going to need the hearing aid. Right. Yeah, I totally. I I. It sounds. You make it sound very doable. That's why I like about you. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, just do it. There's a need. This just go forward. But you know, I think mm -hmm. in my experience, and some of the maybe the people listening, they even if there's a need, we're we're scared sometimes to take action in that. And, and so, find, hearing your stories, I think, is inspiring. Yeah, and find find your Sarah. Uh, yeah. Find, and and because you you have to find the the person who's passionate about this willing to train and willing to to do it. I mean, uh, Sarah all also takes care of our DME. She takes care of like uh, compression stocking and she'll go to somebody's house to do the compression stocking measurements. So this is a, very, a, a patient who, or a person who's very passionate about helping others. So for her, for her, this was a natural thing. Hey, let's add this new service for people who need it. I love that. Um, so fi find your passionate employee who can take care of this yeah who's motivated and driven to Absolutely. to support the need yeah we all need a Sarah in our life don't we yes find your or a Sarah. few or a few <laughs> <laughs> um what do you think is in the pipeline for you guys what what other things are you guys working on exciting right. new innovations new new exciting things going on in, in the 20 stores I think I think one of the things that's becoming very uh common is the uh, antipsychotic administration in the pharmacy. And I think that that's a new niche that um, us as independent pharmacists can shine because mm -hmm. a lot of the chains are not uh, getting into this. Like even um, the, sometimes they'll, admit, they'll fill a prescription like Aristada and they'll say, no, you have to go to the doctor to get this uh, injection mm -hmm. versus with us as independent pharmacists, we we recently hired nurses huh. to administer this and also go to people's homes to administer them. So uh, they so, they make an appointment with the patient. Yeah, and now now they um, because a lot of those uh, injections are like every twenty eight days, every Great. six weeks, every eight weeks. So uh, so they go on a schedule, and we have uh, our technician Chris who who has everybody on the schedule, and he'll. He'll, uh, the patient will either come to us or we'll send the nurse to their home if they are homebound. And uh, I think that's a new thing and it's gonna, it's big. That's awesome. It I is. And, honestly, that. And, and the nice thing is that the big chains are not interested in it. Like I- I No, it's not their model, right? No, and they refer people to us all the time. So, <laughs> so we, we, we like it, we like hey, it. Hey, hey, whatever keeps you going. I mean, yes. sure, just say yes and just go. <laughs> Yes, yes. And honestly, it's, and that's why, that's where we as independent pharmacists, we can uh, move quickly because we're small, we're small enough where we can change things really quick versus the big guys, the big guys, they, it takes them a long time to change. And so for us, this was an easy change and we immediately hired the nurse and, uh, and she's, she's doing a good job at it. What I'm hearing is to, to stay current, you need to be nimble and be willing to keep up with the needs of your, I shouldn't, your patients. Absolutely. Absolutely. Find out what they need next. I mean, about a year ago, there was a huge 
shortage of infant formula. It was a national mm-hmm. shortage. I remember. Yeah, I was, I was in it because I, I have a newborn <laughs> and that, that resonated very strongly because I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to breastfeed and I was bringing this child into the world with no formula and also <laughs> COVID. And I was like, what decision did I make? <laughs> oh my gosh. It was every, a lot of parents were scared. So, Bad, so yeah. we, we actually, as an independent pharmacy, we uh, found a vendor that had some infant formula at that time. And we purchased 1000 cans and we just distributed for free to the community. Oh my and, gosh. and then since then people, I mean, that, act of kindness made us now a destination for infant formula. So people now come to us now that the issue is resolved. We still, I, I mean, honestly, at one of our locations, we sell anywhere from $500 to $1,000 worth of infant formula every day. Are you serious? Yes. yes. <laughs> and and honestly, when people come to us, they, they actually come for the specialty formula. So yeah, yeah. Those are, we're not talking about the uh, similar yeah. advance. Yeah. That's, that's now easy to get, but now they they come for people with the G tubes. Yes. And they want these kind of formulas, and uh, so we have them. And um, and and honestly, we get referrals even from the WIC department in our area. Hey, go to Hyatt Pharmacy because they have amazing. All the, yeah. So so again, you look for what the pay what the patients need, what the community needs. Yes, you might have to invest a lot of money upfront but then you get a good return on investment later. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Amazing. You're amazing. This was awesome. You know, I love being one of the hosts of this show because I get to meet amazing people doing fascinating things. I'm just here to be the vehicle. And so I really appreciate your time. I'm sure people walking away from this conversation have been deeply inspired by your just ease and calmness and just go to and get it done attitude. And I think the role of the pharmacist is needs to be that. Just meet the need. Yeah, meet the need. Don't be scared. Take a risk. I've taken yeah. I've taken a lot of risk, and honestly, I've failed many times. I mean, right. I, I I and it's okay. You'll just learn from it and go to the next uh, challenge. I appreciate your time, and you know we're gonna put your contact information. We'll put all websites down for people to go to in Milwaukee. I wish I lived closer. I would be uh, your patient, but I'm Thank all the you. way on the West Coast, so <laughs> I'm stuck Thank out here. You. Well, I go go to an independent pharmacy. I, I honestly, oh, I, yeah. if you if you're looking for a place where you are treated very well and you know that they'll take good care of you, go an independent pharmacy in your area. I promise you, they'll they'll do a better job taking care of you than the big chains. I love your advocacy. Thanks for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hi, Jen here. I'd like to personally invite you to become a pharmacist by design. Being a pharmacist by design means you're striving to be the best version of yourself, not just as a professional, but as an individual dedicated to improving patient care outcomes. You can learn more about pharmacist by design at ceimpact.com. And when you use the code level up, you'll get 10% off an already great rate for all the education you want. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week as we help you level up your pharmacy practice.